0: Welcome into the 126, the only podcast keeping you up to date on all things sports in Forney ISD 75126. Let's get it. Like I said, this is the 126. Welcome into our very first episode. Um, first things first, like we're gonna do on most of our most of our shows, is we're gonna check out what is going on around town.
1: Uh, hi, I'm Reed Kirkland. I'm a senior at Fortney High School, and this is Around Town. So for varsity Football, North Fortney won against Greenville, 57-25, which it makes North Fortney now undefeated, which is six and zero. This week they play Corsicana, who is two and five, so they have a pretty good chance of winning this game. Uh, last week. Forney football, uh, they lost to Roy City 31-61. Uh, following Forney's four-overtime battle in Crandall, uh, this young team um, had a look f- to a freshman, uh, Elijah Merkson at QB. He threw a touchdown pass to Braden Benjamin, but um, that wasn't enough for the for the Jackrabbits to overcome the loss to Crandall. Uh, that makes them 0-7, but they'll play the undefeated Ennis uh, this Friday. It's going to be a tough matchup, but uh, See if they can pull through but uh on vo- uh, varsity volleyball Fortney played mesquite poteet last week and they won in four sets that puts them at 16 and 7 and finally play roy city they play them away uh north Forney volleyball they played highland park and they went to five sets with them and uh, unfortunately they lost though playing the record at 13 and five this friday the north point plays away and they are facing off against greenville and I heard that both the vo- uh, volleyball teams clinched a playoff berth, but uh, they have to finish the regular season to uh, determine their seed, which the last game of the season is tomorrow.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Reed. That's what's going on around town. We also believe that North Forney may be the only team in the district to take Highland Park to yeah. five sets, which is, which is pretty cool. It's all, it always you know, hurts to lose those. But All right, so our next segment, this is something that we're going to do pretty often, and that is sit down with the athletic director of Forney ISD. Um, Neil Weaver, so it is time for our very first ever segment. The Weave. weave. We are here with The Weave himself. What's going on, Coach Weaver?
2: Not much. I appreciate the opportunity here, Addison. I've got a couple of basketball coaches to my left, so I'm going to start by saying uh, something that one of my... um, good friends and favorite basketball coaches coach JD Mayo the legendary JD Mayo always says uh, and that is it's another great day to be alive every time I talk to him that's the first thing he says so thanks for the opportunity awesome
0: yes we are glad to have you here so um, Coach Weaver's gonna be able to fill us in on all sorts of stuff going around or going on around the district so the first thing is we heard some news about um, an aquatic center for Forney ISD tell us a little bit about that
2: yes sir our board approved at our last board meeting the construction of an aquatic center uh, here in forney isd Um, and last week as a matter of fact uh, on friday dr terry uh, in one of his uh, famous facebook live sessions was able to bring the our swim teams our swim coaches uh, the board the cabinet some folks over to the site where that facility will be constructed in the future um and look at that site talk about a little bit so so much excitement about that you know we've we've followed the literally the four points of the compass to find a place for our our swimmers Mm -hmm. and ever-growing very successful program to swim we've been uh literally north south east and west Mm -hmm. and we're still outdoors right now because of covid there's no indoor location that we can swim so on these 30 something degree wow. mornings, you know, our kids are out there swimming outdoors in Mesquite currently. So really exciting for us to have a place here. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. That's awesome. So you mentioned a little bit about about COVID. So I know COVID has um, definitely changed your job a lot and just changed athletics in general. So um, talk a little bit about that and then a little bit about how it, it affected the
2: football district. Okay. Um, dramatically, mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, you know. We obviously have everything else going and and we're still normal course of operations for our sports and for athletics and for UIL and all the things we normally do. But um, sort of interlaced with everything we've done this year, starting back in June when our kids first returned to campus for summer strength and conditioning. Um, COVID has really been um, something that we've managed and mitigated at every level, Mm -hmm. right, from our staff, our kids, our our fans, when we brought fans in for the first time, our administration, um, certainly our trainers, everyone has been involved. It's really, a, truly a team effort. And I'll tell you, um, you know, I'm I'm really grateful to be in Forney ISD because of our approach, because of the level of support we have, uh, bringing extra workers in and, and um, being able to put together a system at our events that we believe is the best case to keep our kids safe Mm -hmm. Uh, to keep us operational um, to have a a, still a great experience for our fans but what I'll tell you is um, it's it's been it's really affected everyone it's affected our football season we've gone to a zone Um, we're in our third week of the zone now we had to do that because in the first two weeks of football season we were supposed to play eight games in Mm a 5a we played three and uh, we had team, varsity teams on quarantine. We still have some varsity teams on quarantine in our district. Uh, we've had volleyball teams on quarantine. So we've reshuffled the volleyball program uh, and schedule. Um, we've seen some teams already that have qualified for the playoffs in other districts that have that have canceled their season. You know, we've, we've had schools in our district that closed their school district for a, a period of time. And so I'm going to go back, circle back around and say how blessed we are to be in Forney because our, our fans are... Our, workers, our administrators, everybody's been so cooperative. Our kids um, have followed the guidelines to a T. Our coaches have been very consistent and we've had, we've essentially all of our teams have been able to play their full schedule mm-hmm. that they were able to play. Um, we've had one brief quarantine and essentially that was a an overabundance of caution self-quarantine because we were on fall break and really didn't have the ability on fall break to follow through with all the the, the exposure checks and everything that, that our, our staff would normally do, our health services department, they've done a tremendous job as well. Um, our school nurses and, and, mm-hmm. and Stacy Brown, our health services director. So in 40 ISD, it has been so good, right? And in, in as bad as COVID is and as, is, um, you know, as unpredictable as it is, we've tried to have a very predictable system. It's worked. Mm-hmm. We've kept our team safe, and um, we're still playing
0: yeah, that's awesome. I know that a lot of this was y'all just kind of shooting from the hip, trying to figure it out. And um, the plan seems to have worked worked really well. To only have one, you know, small quarantine is pretty impressive. So um, good job to y'all on that. Um, the next thing we got for you is... Um, I believe Forney is hosting some playoff games at Citibank Stadium. Um, what's on the docket right now for that? Yeah,
2: we, we've got Kaufman and Wilmer Hutchins on Friday. Of course, our two teams are on the road on Friday. Mm-hmm. Next week, both of our teams play a seed game, so I mentioned we played through that three games of zone contests in 8-5A. We're the chair for 8-5A and 135 a so we're kind of managing that as, it, as we go through this, this, these parts of the schedule, um, rezone and, and reshuffle. But we've got um, a seed game, so the ones play the ones, the twos plays the twos, and so on. Out of those two zones, that takes place next week, assuming everybody stays healthy and no right. one, no quarantines. Um, so North Forty plays at home next week. Forney plays at home next Friday. North Forty Thursday, Forty Friday. This Friday, since we're both on the road, we're hosting Kaufman and Wilmer Hutchins. And we will host outdoor events. We're not hosting indoor events. currently. Okay. we're not renting for volleyball or anything inside the building. We're still very strict and particular about that, but we got a great system for outdoors, so mm-hmm. that'll be our first one to host, and then we'll see if potentially we have others.
0: Awesome, sounds good. Thanks, Coach. That was yeah. it for the weave for our first episode. Um, so, a lot of times, what we're going to do is have special interviews, uh, special guests on the show. Like Coach Weaver said, we have two basketball coaches with us today, so let's go ahead and get to our very first coach interview. The coaches are. This is the coach's office, and we are here with head boys basketball coach for Forney High School, Coach Holloway. How's it going? Good. How are you guys doing? Awesome. Awesome. We're excited to be here for the very first um, episode, and we're excited to have you as our first guest. So, first thing is, um, you know, y'all's season's about to get ready to really ramp up. Um, how are you feeling about the season so far?
3: We have a good outlook on the season. Uh, we've had a couple of good scrimmages. We played Kaufman last Saturday, and on Tuesday night, we went to Lake Highlands and scrimmaged them in Lake Centennial and Had a good test and uh, actually came out on top against Lady Centennial. So we have a lot of good promise for the season. Uh, We're still fairly young uh, and age-wise, but we have a lot of kids from last year's team coming back. Mm -hmm. So they have experience, but there's still sophomores and juniors that are going to be making up a lot of our varsity uh, with a few of those uh, veteran seniors sprinkled in there.
0: Right, right. Um, It's always tough to be young, but then it's good, you know, as you move forward to have that experience for sure. So um, y'all's next game is against Tyler Legacy. That's going to be here Um, in Forney on Tuesday, November 17th. Uh, What are you kind of hoping for, kind of things that your team could improve on um, from your scrimmages and and moving forward towards that game?
3: Well, I think handling pressure has uh, traditionally been the thing that we've got to overcome the most, and Tyler Legacy is going to bring that to us on Tuesday. Uh, We've played him to open the season the last four years, and um, it's been a tough test, and it's a good way to start the Mm -hmm. season out. We have a very competitive district every single year, and so, We don't want to schedule people that are just going to be, you know, easy cupcake games and we don't want that. We want to push ourselves to try to prepare ourselves for that great competition come January and February. So it'll be a really good uh, start for the season for us.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Um, We'll be looking forward to that and y'all make sure to go out there and and support the team for that one. Um, So you've been coaching in Forney for for over 10 years now. or the head coach of Forney High School for over 10 years now. Before that, you did a little bit of middle school and then and then as the assistant coach. So um, we just kind of wanted to go through and ask you a few things, just some some kind of most memorable stuff um, from your from your time at Forney. So um, first thing, and, and some of these might be kind of hard just to, shoot, ju- just to shoot from the hip, um, but kind of off the top of your head, what's your most memorable game as Forney's head basketball coach?
3: Well, there's going to be a few. Um, obviously, the very first one, I still remember that. Uh, we actually started my first year at, at, as 4-0, and, uh, and that was pretty fun to, to be able to do that. I think our first game, though, was against um, – we went up to Thomas Jefferson and played in their little gym mm-hmm. and, uh, and beat them there. Um, but if I had to go back, you know, keep going through, we have a game where Seth White scored 33 points against Poteet at Poteet and hit a step-back three to win at the buzzer. Right. Um, and that was a really fun uh, time for that one. Uh, and then, of course, when we had Jersey night uh, here at home playing against Roy City a couple of years ago and we were playing for the district championship, that was really fun. But uh, honestly, as much as a bittersweet memory as it is, the most memorable game has got to be the playoff game that we played against Mount Pleasant at Tyler Junior College and mm-hmm. lost by two in overtime in a really yeah. tough, hard-fought game. And It was the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows all of about – Seven seconds, if I remember yeah. the clip that uh, Coach Weaver sent me after the game. I think it was about seven seconds. The highest of so the highs and the low of the lows. Yeah,
2: yeah. I filmed the kid. The kid that hit the. Sh- I don't know if he's. This was a low. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry to to you know, poke the bear, but um, a kid hit almost a half court three. A kid that came off the bench and hadn't even played. I didn't even know he was on the team. He just got put in. He makes a shot way beyond the three point line, yeah. close to half court, right in front of where I was sitting. Um, you know, but the the crowd clears the the uh, bleachers and everything. Yeah,
0: there's always another side of the coin whenever those miracle shots are hit, for sure. Mark's
3: team
2: played really well that game. It was yeah. a great
3: game. Yeah, I, I finally threw away the scouting report for that one. I let it sit on my desk and remind me of things for a while. But uh, that kid was six for 36 on the year oh. <laughs> from three point range, and he was their third string point guard. And just happened to hit one from the wow. volleyball line and push overtime.
0: Well, that kid has a story for the rest of his life. Yeah. We know that. Um, that's a good one. So let's let's move on to a. We, we had a bitter one there. Let's move on to another. What's what's your funniest player that you ever had?
3: Oh gosh, the funniest player. I know uh, you've had some goofballs over the yeah, years. Yeah. Well, you're probably one of them. Uh, <laughs> Sage Baker was always a yeah. clown. He was he was pretty funny. I have a whole group of them where if you get them by yourself by themselves with mm-hmm. an adult in the room, they're not saying a word. You know, they're right. not having a conversation. But together as a group, they are. A mess. Yeah, they're they're hilarious. They're fun to be around. They really are. Um, so I enjoy this this whole roster of kids right now. Yeah, uh, they're they're pretty funny. I got to admit.
0: That's awesome. So I I played for Coach Holloway. I graduated in 2012, and we had there. I knew Sage was going to be up towards the top of the list. Sage was hilarious, and I, I was thinking there was a couple guys on that team. Sage and Lance were both pretty pretty funny. Um, yes. Um, so that's pretty good. So you mentioned a couple, and and feel free. I know this is kind of like choosing between your kids here. So mention a few of them, kind of. Who would you say is the best basketball player that you've had the, the pleasure of coaching? I know that's tough.
3: Yeah, that's, that's tough to put on a coach. Well, my very first year, I had uh, Jordan Hancock, mm-hmm. who ended up playing at Austin College, and uh, he was a, a first team all-district player for us. Um, Derek Fain came right after that, and he's probably one of our more accomplished players. He played all four years of college, ended up in, um, I think, an NAI Division I school, finished it up in Anchorage, Alaska. Of all places oh, wow. uh, for his last two years. So that He was a very talented player. You know I mentioned Seth White earlier I mm-hmm. mean the kid uh, his story is one of the most remarkable things ever where he started on seventh grade C team and then was eighth grade B team and then played a little bit started on, on freshman and he started for me half the games of sophomore year ended up as the offensive MVP of the district his senior year or averaging two, 22 and a half points wow. and so he's he was a very good high school basketball player, offensive player for sure, and he was really good at getting his hands on the ball and stealing it. And, um, you know, we'll look forward to these couple of young kids I got now, and they're they're, they're showing some promise. Um, so hopefully hopefully got some big shoes to fill, but I think, you know, I got some pretty good ones now too.
0: Awesome, I know that's a tough question, but we just want to hear you brag on some players real quick. Um, So I, like I said, I played for you, graduated in 2012. I have to bring up a story from then just because it's fun for me. So, Uh (laughs) um, and and I'll see how much you remember this. You may have blocked it out because I know for a coach, this was not a super fun story. Um, But senior night, 2012, um, we had a player choose an interesting way of starting the game. Tell us what you remember about that.
3: So um, sometimes, you know, kids get to that last game and, they kind of want a moment, I guess we'll say. And he had just checked in and came across half court, caught a we were just swinging the ball across around the top. And he was at the volleyball line, and he decided to shoot a three from the volleyball line in the middle of like the second quarter, something like that. And so, yeah, that was uh, actually a teaching moment. I actually yeah. use that every single year. Oh, nice! He didn't it,
0: coach. even get close. I mean, it was bad. So. <laughs> So from, from my perspective, I remember this leading up to it, so, so I'll call him out. I don't, I don't care. I graduated with him. Um, his name is Jacob Chorba, and Chorba, like myself, was a senior that didn't get a whole lot of playing time, um, and, and he was. we knew that we were all going to get to play senior night as the last game, and, and somebody, I don't remember who it was, um, said, Chorba, you should just pull it from half court as soon as you get it, and he, we kind of joked about it, but nobody thought he was going to do it and as soon as he comes in the game i believe we may have you said we were swinging around you might be right but i remember him we actually passed the ball into him instead of passing it to sage to bring the ball up and 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 as he has the ball we're all sitting on the bench you know grabbing each other like is he about to do this is he is he about to do it and he he just pulls up from like half court and coach holly yells at him jacob get over here takes him out immediately because i'm I, I may be wrong, but I think Jacob shot it over the backboard. I don't think it was close. It was not close, and, and he got taken out. So I think those were the only six seconds that Jacob played in this final game. Do so, we know
2: what anybody else scored in that game, or what the final score? No, nope. but you know what? Here we are, ten years <laughs> <Yes>. later, <laughs> talking <laughs> about not these. a good lesson for the athletes, no. but. We're now, still talking about. He
0: he gave himself a story. Yes, if you are one of Coach Holly's players listening to this, do not <laughs> do not think that you are going to get on a podcast talking about this. this is a, looking back on it now, it is kind of embarrassing that that we did that because we how little he cared about that game does kind of show from that. It's a story. It's funny but it was it was kind of embarrassing now looking at the it. But. it
3: goes toward we're always stressed and do the right thing at all times and we're going to play the game the right way at all times and so right. you know that's what we use it for i thought you were mm-hmm. going to bring up when matt Edna broke the chair as he was trying to jump off of it for a photo session he wanted to get yeah. a photo of Quintana <laughs> showing him dunking but he couldn't actually dunk so he yeah. jumped off the chair and he oh, no. kind of broke
0: he it. the chair yeah we had a we had a few of those horrible stories that was an interesting group i, I know for a fact that was not one of your better teams but it may have been one of the more fun ones we 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 did have a lot of fun that year but we didn't win a whole lot of games and it was definitely not your fault (laughs) well that that group
3: was special because y'all were um seventh and eighth graders when i got here at forney middle school Mm -hmm. last year there was a forney middle school and so you guys were the first class that i had seen come all the way through high school um being around here and being a part of my program so yeah it's a special group for sure
0: yeah it was it was a fun one for sure i had to bring up that story so um Thank you so much for being our first guest on here. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, we look forward to to watching y'all play, and uh, good luck this season.
3: Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me in the coach's office. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, and we are actually very lucky to have another coach's office segment coming up right now.
2: The
4: coach's office.
0: Gotta do a quick little musical chairs here to switch out. Um, we only have a certain number of microphones, but we have Head Girls Basketball Coach from North Forney, um, Coach Donald Fleming, with us right now. How you doing, Coach?
4: I'm fantastic. Thanks for asking.
0: Awesome. We are so happy to have you here. Um, I love basketball. Basketball is my sport, so having two basketball coaches on for our first episode is is kind of special to me. Um, so
4: first off, let's just ask kind of um, how you're feeling about the season. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm excited about it. I, I... And say the same that uh mark mentioned we've got a young young group uh fortunately we've got a few impact players that's coming back from last year's team mm. so um you know I'm, I'm excited that the girls are getting to compete uh especially with the COVID going on and, and um, <clears throat> excuse me uh, getting- especially with COVID going on in and, and the pandemic it's just I'm just glad to be back on the court and the girls being able to step out and compete in, in this kind of environment.
0: Right. It's always good to be able to get back to playing. Um, a lot of times whenever, whenever the world's getting crazy, sports are kind of the, the haven for a, lot of, for a lot of people. So that's, that's a lot of fun. Um, so your next game is actually against Tyler Legacy as well, correct? That is correct. Awesome. So y'all are playing them on Friday, um, November 13th. Um, so make sure y'all, y'all support them. Um, I heard from one of your players actually that y'all have a really small roster right now. Um, With just a limited number of players Uh, how many players do you have and kind of how does that impact your game planning and stuff?
4: Well, as of right now, we've got eight players. Mm -hmm. Uh, We started the season with nine varsity players. Um, Unfortunately, we had one young lady that um, come in from Louisiana that um, had an ACL tear early in the season, so uh, she's dealing with that. That takes us down to eight players. Um, Coming out of the skyline scrimmage, we had one of our best players, um, leading scorer last year in the postseason, have a concussion, so we were down to eight, or down to seven as we opened the season last Friday. Down to seven. Um, yeah, and, and our approach on that, we're, we're still gonna get after it. I've found with girls basketball, is the biggest thing you can do is try to prevent injury. And, um, you know, again, our, our, practices are, our practices are going to remain intense. But I found that if we shorten those practices, that could help prevent some of those injuries in the long run. Um, I think we just continue to get after it, though, and play North Forney Lady Falcons basketball. Awesome. Uh,
0: the, um, I know that that's got to be tough, almost tougher for practices than it is for games. How do you go about scrimmaging and stuff like that?
4: Well, as of now, we we actually practice with JV. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we keep our JV included. I think that's the best route to take anyways due to the numbers and also preparing those sub-varsity players to, you know, remain consistent with the things that we we teach and coach up on a varsity level. So we're able to still get up and down the floor also with the JV players, and it just improves them. Awesome. Yeah, that's a
0: good way to look at it for sure. How has – so we mentioned COVID and stuff like that. How has COVID kind of impacted how you prepare for the season? I know there's a lot of things up in the air, question marks, stuff like that.
4: Yeah, I would I would say COVID has it. It's impacted everybody, mm-hmm. you know, across the board. Um, one of those things that we've done just over at our facilities is just try to remain keeping those facilities safe, keeping the kids safe, um, and you know, continuing on with the same you know with your same procedures and practice game wise, but just making sure that we're following all CDC, all UIL, TEA rules and regulations and it's been effective, you know, I, I, I don't see it affecting us if we continue with those strategies. Right,
0: right. I know basketball is going to be, um, it's going to be a learning experience for everybody because basketball is very different than volleyball in terms of how much contact players are having and things like that. So that's going to be interesting. Did you have anything on that?
2: Yeah, it's different and it's also a different group of kids, right? I mean, we've been since June and workouts, August when we start school, uh, we begin football season, volleyball season. We've been months with the same group of kids who are well indoctrinated, essentially the same group of parents and fans every week, You know, so they know our expectations. So in this case, we've kind of got some new kids involved in the, in the process, new coaches, new parents and fans that are coming in. Um, as Coach Fleming pointed out, it's the same system. So we're gonna be consistent with what's worked. Um, our coaches know it, our trainers know it. So as long as, as uh, you know, the kids come in and, and follow expectations, and, I, and that's an you know, initial report I got off Coach Fleming's first game. I wasn't able to be there, but that um, our kids were great. They did everything they were supposed to do, followed the mitigation guidelines perfectly. The coaches did, and, and that's just what we've got to be consistent with.
0: Right, for sure, for sure. Um, so, Coach Fleming, I've I've never met you before. I, of course, I know Coach Holloway. Um, I'm I'm happy to get to know you today. Um, do you have anything just because we are we are getting close to our time here? But I always like to hear those kind of behind the behind the scenes or behind the locker room kind of stories. Do you have any like basketball stories for us? Maybe with with this group of girls. Do you have any girls who are real entertaining or anything that you like to share something with us? How long
4: have you been at North? I've been at North for eight, eight years now. Eight years. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I can say I've I've had a number of girls that, to come through that are characters. <laughs> um, um, in particular, I would say one Kendall Wyatt, who is now playing basketball at Kilgore College. Um, she was she was a character, <laughs> and when I tell you we could we could walk into practice, and everybody's momentum's down, and you know it's it's really hard to bring it every day, um, but. Everybody's morale's down, and she'd always have something to say that would just energize her group.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
4: and ra- rather if it was just cracking a joke on me or her teammates, you know. So she's one of those players that I, I, I truly miss just being in the atmosphere, being inside the gym just to just to get everybody going right that's so valuable that's a piece of leadership that's underestimated a lot
2: you know people say well leaders are the ones that are really out there you know driving the the troops and setting the tone but that piece of it from the morale so important
0: right I love hearing those stories that that brings up one that's obviously not a 40 thing but I heard I heard a story from whenever the Mavericks were in the finals and Dirk had a really bad first half and he went into the locker room and Brian Cardinal who I don't know if he played at all in the finals, played a little bit in the playoffs, but he comes in and he just goes, yes, and they're like, what are you cheering about? And he goes, well, you got all your misses out in the first half. And Dirk <laughs> said that one little thing just kind of calmed him down, and he came out and you know killed it in the second half. So you're right, those those players, they're they're kind of a um, a gem for coaches, and, and you need those. And I, I just love hearing those stories because thinking back on my time, which I didn't go on to play in college or anything like that, but thinking back on my time, the, the things that I missed the most – we're, we're practices and we're bus rides and just hanging out in the locker room and, and you know athletes and coaches are competitive and always want to win but it's, it's g- great to hear those stories and stuff like that
2: you know Addison you brought these two basketball coaches over here today because we're starting basketball mm-hmm. season right we all we like that when the weather gets cool you know and it gets dark outside mm-hmm. the school's out almost but, it's, but it that means basketball seasons upon us but both of these two coaches it's interesting also have been here a number of years but they've been in our system right I mean coach Fleming you're, you're at Brown. Garrett Brown, and then he came up and was assistant coach at North Forney, worked his way into the head coach's position at North Forney. Now he's girls coordinator and head coach at North Forney. He's taking his team to the regional tournament. Been extremely successful. So, same with Coach Hallway on the other side. He's, both these guys, by the way, are great family men. Um, you see their their family around them. You see their staff interact like a family. You see their teams interact like a family. It's so important to what we do. But Bart, same thing. Started at, at Forney Middle School, like, right. which yeah. you know you're one of the last uh, graduates of Forney yeah. Middle School should live in infamy. But Bart then was an assistant coach at the high school. Same thing. Worked his way to, up to become the head coach. So. Um, so proud of what both of these guys do in our programs.
0: And Coach Fleming is a North Texas guy, so he gets a thumbs up green. And he played for JD
2: Mayo. I started out with yeah. JD Mayo at Skyline High School. <laughs> he was one of JD Mayo's uh, star players.
0: Awesome! It comes, it, it all comes full circle. So that is all the time we have today on the One Two Six Podcast. We hope that you will join us next time. Um, we we just want to say go go Jackrabbits, go Falcons, go Warriors, go Bears, and uh, we will see you next time. Thanks for joining us.